what's up, Crypt Nation? Bryce Paul and the Notorious Pizza Mind coming at you per usual from the sunny and 70 San Diego. All right, so if you haven't heard yet, Pete's and I just finished writing a 290-page book called Crypto Revolution, Your Guide to the Future of Money. And we did this so that anyone anywhere in the world can learn about really how cryptocurrency and blockchain technology are putting the power back in the hands of the people. And really, we wrote this to equip the masses with the tools to profit from this revolution. So whether you invest in crypto or something else, the point is that you need to escape inflation, which is a hidden tax on your savings by investing in your future. And we think that crypto is really the hottest market, which has the most upside potential. And we are so confident that Crypto Revolution is the perfect starting point, whether you're the crypto curious or the seasoned investor just looking to learn about the world's newest asset class. All right. The best part is we're giving it away literally for free. Okay for free. All we ask is you pay for shipping uh, just to help offset the cost of the book. We're literally making zero dollars on this and are just doing it to give back to our amazing community of listeners. All right. So go to CryptoRevolution.com today and get your free copy. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Crypto 101. We have another great guest on our podcast today. We have Tal Cole from Orbs. Tal is an industry veteran and an amazing UX designer. And one of the things that we learned from our 2020 summit was we really expect the user experience in crypto to be one of the main themes that improves over this year. So we wanted to talk to one of the experts and bring him on. Tal, welcome to Crypto 101. Thank you for having me. It's great to be here. It's our honor and pleasure. First, let's give a background on who you are. What were you doing before you got into crypto? Let the people know your backstory real briefly. Um, okay, so I've been in tech all my life. Uh, it's actually started in the military. Uh, I live in Israel. Most people in Israel serve in the military. I was in military intelligence. Um, and after that, I went into startups. Uh, almost all of my life were in startups. Uh, you know, the first couple of them failed, my own companies, uh, and then I managed to sell a company, uh, which was pretty cool. Uh, it was actually uh, a company that had to do with um, a mobile app generation platform, and I sold it to Wix.com. Uh, then I spent a few years at Wix, which was amazing. It's a beautiful company. Uh, there, I really got to kind of get to know the enterprise up close. Um, and from Wix, I kind of transitioned to crypto. And what was it about crypto that really made you want to get into it? Was there something particular that kind of stood out to you? Well, I'm like a tech guy. Uh, you know, I, I've always heard about Bitcoin before and it was interesting, but I wasn't attracted to the speculative nature of the finance of it. Uh, I, I was wow. more attracted to the math, to be honest, and like the impact on, on people's lives. Um, and, and I wasn't sure of how, you know, how deep the technology went. And when I left Wix, um, I kind of, you know, started noticing that some of the big companies out there, big consumer companies, which are really, really like, are starting to look at crypto. It was in the ICO boom. Uh, and huge companies like Kik, for example, had announcements that they're going to go into crypto. And this is what I found very fascinating because it seemed like everyone is trying to build a DAP at that point. And I wanted to figure out what that all about. Uh, so that's kind of when I uh, jumped in. Awesome. And you mentioned you mentioned that you were interested in the math. Could you tell me a little bit about what that means? 
Well, crypto is many things. I mean, one of the interesting things about crypto is that it's not only a product uh, because the product is so raw uh, and, and, and many people don't understand the product itself because it's not yet polished. So to get into, to understand the ideas behind it, you have to dive into how it works. And crypto is not simple. Uh, and this is actually what I found very, very interesting, how the technology works, how you can combine ideas like cryptography into making something as decentralized money. You know, I found this concept insane. Like, how can you make a banking system without anyone controlling it? How can everybody trust each other? Uh, and the beautiful concept about it is that it all works through the math. You don't need to trust each other because we can trust math. And I think this is something very beautiful. Yeah, I 100% agree. So you were at Kick for a while working on the Kin blockchain, which if you look at uh, blockchain explorers is supposedly one of the most transacted blockchains in the world. It's like top five. Uh, I had no idea. Uh, but you decided to move on to uh, New Heights, and you formed this company called Orbs. Give us a brief origin story of how Orbs was formed, and what are you guys trying to solve over there? So, you know, my time at Kin was pretty, pretty interesting, uh, because I got to, you know, you know, I was the first engineering manager of blockchain uh, in Kin. I, I led an entire engineering effort uh, during launch. And what was interesting about it is that I had to take a whole company, you know, a traditional company and, you know, teach all the engineers crypto. And that was a pretty fascinating thing to do. You know, almost none of the engineers there had any previous experience with crypto. And to build a product in this environment, you know, when we tried to build it on Ethereum on launch uh, was very, very interesting. Um, now, one of the things that I, I saw in Kin is that the infrastructure is so, so immature. You know, we actually tried to launch Kin on the day, on the week that CryptoKitties launched. And, you know, the transaction throughput that we expected, you know, went to zero overnight. That was pretty insane. Uh, you know, the idea that you are running on a shared network with everybody else, and if somebody else's app becomes popular, yours wouldn't get the same bandwidth, is something that I've never experienced before. It actually reminds me of the early days of cable modems. Remember when you'd have <laughs> yeah. cable modems and then if one of your neighbors was into Napster, everyone else's download speed would go to nothing? Exactly the same. Uh, you know, and, and I came before crypto from the very, very traditional space of tech. And, you know, I was used to numbers like sending billions of messages per day. You know, this is what Kick is doing, not on, not on the blockchain. And, you know, to, to use technology where you can do like 20 transactions per second is, is something completely different than I have experienced before. Uh, so that was a very interesting experience. At some point, I learned that so many areas um, about blockchain technology, you know, with the infrastructure are the product is very different from, from what it should be, you know. As a developer, I was used to infrastructure products being as easy as AWS. And Ethereum is very, very different on so many levels. Uh, it was very difficult to develop for. Um, you know, basic concepts like having the costs of the infrastructure be pretty predictable before you use it. You know, I remember sitting with a Kin CFO and he was telling me, you know, Tal, how much money do we need for the launch? And I told him, you know, like, 20K, 100K, and this quadrupled, you know, overnight just because somebody 
else's app became popular. And, and these are concepts that are very difficult for developers, but they're kind of baked into how blockchain works. And after my time in Kin, I, I saw that you know, there's a huge opportunity in creating infrastructures that are you know, more mature, that replicate products from the regular world that look like AWS, uh, uh, but are decentralized. And this is the idea behind Orbs. Uh, so Orbs is such an infrastructure. It, we started by making an infrastructure for dApps uh, because we kind of, we, we started when the huge dApp boom, you know, uh, went into full steam. Um, and basically we wanted to be, to solve the infrastructure problem for everybody. And so is Orbs built on top of Ethereum still? So Orbs is very tightly connected to Ethereum. Uh, I'm actually a very strong believer in the idea that you don't need to replace everything. <laughs> and, 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 you know, every, most of the blockchains you see out there, they're just trying to kill each other. Uh, you don't see many blockchains building on top of each other. And this is something that I see as sorely missing. EOS tried to be Ethereum killer. Uh, and then somebody tried to be the EOS killer. Um, but with Orbs, I think we're trying to build on the shoulders of giants. We're not a layer two solution. Uh, so we are our own separate blockchain, uh, completely separate uh, with our own incentive models. But we are relying on Ethereum for some crucial things. For example, the Orbs token uh, is an ERC-20 token. Uh, it doesn't run on the Orbs blockchain, ah. for example. But uh, Orbs can build. Um, we have transitioned since then because, you know, dApps, um, when, when dApps started, stopped succeeding. And, and, and I don't... Well, and this is a big discussion on like why this happened and whether you know people believe that the DAP model will succeed. Uh, but we in Orbs believe that the DAP model is flawed. And at some point, we switched uh, to a different customer base and we went towards the enterprise. Uh, so right now, Orbs is targeting enterprise customers and we are a completely decentralized uh, blockchain infrastructure for that purpose. What are some of the use cases that an enterprise could leverage with Orbs? Uh, do you guys have any particular specialties or is it totally fluid? What are your current customers requesting most? Uh, so I think the interesting thing here is what does a public blockchain have to do with enterprise? Uh, because if you know, you know, if you're familiar with all the enterprise solutions out there, you would see that solutions like Hyperledger, Corda, Quorum, they're all private in nature. And the enterpriser today is mostly wanting to, they want to run on private infrastructure. And the whole idea behind blockchain in my eyes, the whole disruption is the public decentralized and permissionless aspect. Um, and the big question is, what is the value that permissionlessness can give the enterprise? And, and I think that comes from one big area and that is trust. And the enterprise needs trust in order to succeed uh, in the new modern world. Trust to transact with uh, the users of the enterprise, you know, the trust between the company and its consumers, uh, and trust between different enterprises. That's also a very big problem. Uh, so we actually have use cases on both fronts. Uh, and I'll try to give you an example uh, in each case. Um, so one example of trust between a user and a, you know, and a big enterprise. Uh, so let's take you one of the interesting social networks that you use. For example, Twitter, uh, Tinder, it could be whatever. And one of the huge problems that we have there is safety. Uh, how can you know that the people that you're talking to on this platform are real? 
And here is a problem of trust and blockchain can help us quite a lot with solving it. Uh, so one of the pilots that we are really trying to push is, you know, um, is an integration between a manufacturer of cameras, uh, one of the big companies out there that creates cameras uh, and, and mobile phones, and a social network. And the idea is that the, um, that the social network would actually authenticate your profile by asking you to take a selfie in real time. This photo would be signed by the device, put on a blockchain, and could be authenticated by the social network guaranteeing that your profile is indeed legit. Uh, so this is one of the ways to solve authenticity and fake profiles in scale. And it can rely on blockchain technology. And this is pretty cool. So one of the things, one of the things that I see kind of uh, is like a disconnect between developers and users. And, you know, you have developers that are so capable and smart and all this stuff. And it's just kind of hard to fathom where their users' technical know-how begins and ends. And I think this problem is really prevalent in crypto. Um, how do you guys know who's going to be using your platform? And how do you really like deliver a product to a, a, a customer that you, you, or like a user that you might not really know how technical they are? Well, the you know what they tell you is always assume the minimum, um, and uh. so so that so that's one thing. I mean, so uh, there's a big question whether you could you should you know focus on more features, something more complete but more complicated, or you want to focus on something very very simple and sacrifice you know the amount of features that you have, but making it very very clear and easy to use. Uh, and I'm a big believer of the second approach. You know, cut the features off, uh, make something very, very simple. Uh, and unfortunately, I don't think we see this behavior uh, quite prevalent in the blockchain space. You know, most of the products that we see, uh, most of the early days product are very overly featured and complicated. I think that, you know, basic things like how you, saw, how you store your private key, for example, problem. Uh, and and we, do, we still don't have very good solutions for that problem. Uh, so to overwhelm users with all of these new things that they need to learn is very difficult uh, when you try to teach them to use a new product. Do you have a friend who's interested in getting into cryptocurrency, but they don't know where to start building their portfolio? Well, we have the answer. It's called Copy Trader by eToro. With Copy Trader, you can automatically copy every trade of eToro's top crypto traders just like myself or Bryce or Kevin, at the exact price point and in real time. No need to study up on markets or develop your own strategies. Simply just sign up and copy our trades. Any profits that we make, you do too. Proportional to your investment, of course. With eToro, you get access to the world's most popular cryptocurrencies with transparent trading fees all in one easy-to-use app. Copy the smart money with eToro. Join now at etoro.com slash crypto101. Thank you. I feel like there's an expected user experience when it comes to social media. You know, you've got a news feed, you've got some kind of friends list, blah, blah, blah. With a website, there's also, again, an expected user experience. You know, somewhere in the upper corner, you've got this hamburger menu now, or you've got a top nav or something like that. But with crypto, there's no real cookie cutter user experience that everyone's used to yet. And people are trying to kind of blaze a new trail. 
Do you think we should try and copy some other industry that already exists and users are familiar with? Or do we just need to keep taking a swing at this brand new user experience? Huh, that's a very good question uh, because, you know, crypto started from this, you know, very uninstitutionalized movement. You know, let's, un let's bank the unbanked. You know, let's transact without any, anyone in the middle. Uh, and, and I think that if you want crypto to, you know, creep into the mainstream, we're going to have to stop with this approach uh, a little bit. Um, and, and the reason I think about that this is, you know, the way things have to be is because if you want billions of users, you have to go through the big companies. You have to go. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Go through, you know, familiar user experiences like, you know, companies like Facebook know how to do, Twitter know how to do. Uh, and we see crypto moving in that direction. You know, you see Facebook's efforts, for example, and, and I'm very excited to see the product that they're going to push out. And I think that they're going to show us what, what payments should really be. Uh, but the thing is, it's going to rely on trust. I think that most of these solutions we'll end up seeing are going to be custodial wallets. And that, that's going to mean, custodial wallet means that you are actually trusting uh, the entity that you're working through. So it's not very different from working with your bank because you're, you trust your bank and you let your bank keep your private keys. So the benefit of that is that it's very easy to use. It's, it's going to give an excellent user experience for users. The problem with that is that there is an entity in the middle that you trust. And this kind of goes a little bit against the initial crypto dream. But in my eyes, we're going to have to let go of this dream in order to reach the mainstream. So let's talk a little bit about Israel. Um, you know, it's a hotbed, not only for blockchain tech, but I mean, for all sorts of different tech. So what are some other projects that are in the region that are exciting you and what, what kind of stuff are they doing? Um, so my favorite project in Israel today is a project called Starkware. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with it. Uh, it's from uh, Professor Eli Ben-Sasson. Uh, Israel has a very great uh, academia having to do with security and cryptography and decentralized systems. And what they're doing is working with ZK Snarks uh, and ZK Starks uh, to create uh, new privacy and scalability solutions. And this is amazing tech. And I think it's going to take a little time until it goes fully mainstream. Uh, but I'm a big believer in, wh in where they're going. Um, so that's one of the projects to look out for in Israel. Uh, very, very interesting. What do zero-knowledge proofs uh, do for the user? It obscures something? Well, what zero, 
knowledge proofs do is they allow you to prove something without sharing too much information. Um, and, and this is a very cool thing because you could still prove that something like a blockchain ledger works uh, without um, you know, putting out too much information about yourself, for example. Uh, so this is for uh, one way to reach complete privacy while transacting. Uh, this is one example. And you know, people always, you know, so privacy coins is the main use case. Uh, and people always ask me, Tal, give me a, a different example. You know, what that is, you know, give me something that is not a privacy coin uh, that uses ZK. Uh, and I'll try to give you an example. And this example, uh, imagine a nightclub that you visit and you want to show your ID um, just so you could get in. Uh, so the big problem with showing your ID is that your ID exposes too much information about you. For example, they could see that you are male or female, or they could see um, you know, what race you're, you are, and then maybe they could discriminate. Or your address or something or, like that. Yeah, exactly. So imagine that there was some way to prove to them that you're over 18 without disclosing anything else. And then you would be guaranteed to know that they let you in just based on your age and not based on anything else. Um, so these are the things that ZK can give us. Uh, it's very, very interesting technology, uh, but it's going to take developers quite a while to figure out how to use it because it's very, very complicated to use. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I think ZK Snarks has uh, enormous potential to change the world and also be bring privacy in a way that regulators can be okay with once they understand what, what this technology is. So if you're listening out there, definitely pay attention to ZK Snarks. Despite the goofy name, it sounds like some kind of Saturday morning cartoon character. <laughs> so let's keep talking about Israel for a minute. So it's almost like uh, what, it's one of these big upcoming you know, places for crypto. It's, what, can you talk a little bit about the regulations of running a crypto company in Israel? Is the government friendly or there's a lot of rules and restrictions if I was trying to try to start a crypto company, you know, why would I want to come to Israel over anywhere else? Well, I'm not sure you want to go to Israel, uh, especially. Um, the reason that we formed the company is Israel just is just because we live here, uh, and we think you know all the employees that we hire are local, uh, and we thought it just made sense to have the company in Israel. Um, actually, I think there wasn't a lot of regulation about crypto uh, with about crypto companies when we started. Uh, and it was very important for us to do everything by the book. So we had to knock on every, you know, big government office's door, you know, like taxation and, and, and explain to them what crypto is. Uh, so one of the great things about Israel is that Israel is pretty small. And when the country is small, then people are very receptive to listen to what you have to say. Uh, so we were actually able to work with regulators, educate them and get some regulations in place so we can do business. Uh, so that was pretty exciting. Um, so for a company uh, in the crypto space, it works pretty well. Um, there is something in Israel that doesn't work very nicely, and that is crypto for uh, personal use. Uh, for example, if you were to buy Bitcoin, uh, and this is something that the banking system in Israel is very, very non not friendly about. Uh, so if I were, for example, to buy Bitcoin and try to sell this Bitcoin and put the money into my bank account, uh, no bank in Israel would let me do this. And this is very, very annoying and very not fair. 
Uh, it's not really because of the government. It's mostly because of the banks. Uh, but this is something that I hate about the area here. That's pretty epic. Um, you know, one of the things that I like to talk about is Web 3.0. Um, it's this whole new stack. You know, it's really what we've been talking about uh, for the last you know, 20 minutes here on the podcast. But what are all the pieces of Web 3.0 eventually going to build, right? So what's the future look like? from your eyes when all this stuff is finally built out? So, so when I got into crypto, you know, in the big ICO boom, you know, when Kin started, um, I was a very big believer in Web 3.0. You know, the idea is that you're going to control your own data and you could use, you know, the internet without those big corporations, those big, you know, middlemen that just extract all the value. This idea to me was very, very, you know, fascinating. Uh, I wanted to do Uber without Uber, you know, let the drivers find the passengers. Um, but I've been disillusioned, disillusioned since then. Uh, I actually think Web3 is going to take a long time to come. Uh, and the reason for that is the business model. Uh, so decentralization works. We see that Bitcoin works. But the problem is that the number of uh, working economies, decentralized economies that we can build, are very, very simple at this point. Uh, if you look at how many decentralized products that were built have succeeded you know, in real life, have been able to attract users, you would see that the number is very, very, very low. You see success only in cryptocurrencies, uh, and you see success maybe in blockchain infrastructures, but you don't see almost any consumer product, for example, Uber, that has uh, a, decentralized, a decentralized counterpart that worked. Uh, and the reason for that, in my eyes, is the business model. Uh, the decentralized business model, the idea is that a decentralized economy based on a token could align all of these participants to create something together. That doesn't work on complicated products. You know, think of how complicated it is to build something like Uber. You know, Uber has, I think, 30,000 employees. Imagine that you have to tell 30,000 people what to do in order to build something like Uber. Now imagine that you have to have an economy to do that and not a CEO that can give everyone direction. Um, and, and this is the problem because, you know, to make something that is able to compete business-wise with Uber and be decentralized is, is almost impossible. Uh, so I think it's going to take a very, very long time to come. Uh, it's a bit unfortunate because the ideas are very, very beautiful. Uh, but I do think that blockchain is going to help you know, Uber become better before we see blockchain taking Uber out of the equation. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, things definitely move a lot slower in a democracy versus a dictatorship. We definitely see that you know, here in the yeah. U.S. versus China, you know, President Trump says something here, people laugh and go back to their daily lives. President Xi in China says something and literally the world stops. So, so be it. Well, think about it. I mean, with the whole coronavirus that was going on, the president uh, of China said, hey, we need to build a hospital in a week. And they freaking did it. Like that would never be able to happen in a oh, democracy. Yeah. Exactly. So centralizations, yeah. you know, our efficiencies. So yeah, there is a big question right now in the cryptocurrency space if, you know, decentralization is really the answer and, you know, will will there be room for all this decentralization or will 
um, you know, maybe some of the more centralized coins come out on top. You just, it's hard to tell. I mean, even looking at something like DeFi, you know, you've got MakerDAO and their collateralized debt positions, which are very cumbersome to try and get in and out of. Or you could just put your money on Celsius, mm-hmm. which is a centralized platform, but they have the same principles of a decentralized uh, finance network where they're giving back like 80% of the money they make. But you still have to trust that uh, they're going to do what they say they're going to do. There's no smart contracts really to you know audit publicly, and you know there is a CEO there. But yeah, I mean maybe there is somewhere in the middle that we have to meet to get the world we want. Yeah. Um, so so I think define really an example where the more as you are because the more you align with the ecosystem. Um, but I think with consumer products, uh, we're going to still see centralized consumer products. And the reason for that is that most consumers are very, very, you know, they're not tech savvy. They're not going to be able to use those complicated products. And, you know, if we want crypto to reach the masses, eventually that's going to happen from those centralized products that, you know, the people who use them don't really understand that they're decentralized under the hood. Yeah, I think you're right. And it should be interesting just to see all these different platforms compete and make one another better. That's so important to have a healthy ecosystem is good competition. So, Tal, we have just a few more questions Mm -hmm. to ask you before we send you on your way this evening. Um, Some of these questions we ask everyone that comes on the show, and we're always interested to get a different answer every time. So the first question is, who's the one person you admire in the crypto space that inspires you to do what you do? Complicated question. Um, Well, I'm going to have to give the lame answer. Uh, And that is, you know, the person who started it all. Uh, I actually go back to read, you know, the Bitcoin white paper every once in a while just to see, you know, like the space is so complicated, yet this paper is relatively simple to understand. And, you know, what I found insane and mind-blowing every time I, I look about it is just how much of a holistic system, you know, he was able to build, uh, Mr. Satoshi. <laughs> um, you, know, you know, just thinking about the holdings, for example, you know, if somebody told me build something like Bitcoin, I would say, you know what, just, just, you know, it has to be like for several years, let's just divide it evenly, you know, the distribution. Like I wouldn't do something like the halvings and, and, you know, the halvings are so important. We have a halving coming up and, and, you know, without this mechanism, Bitcoin would not work. Uh, so the ability to predict the future this well is mind blowing. Uh, I don't think anyone in the space has done anything remotely close yet. Uh, and, and this is something that I completely admire and awe. And you already mentioned the other uh, the other company, Starkware, mm-hmm. uh, is one of the companies that you really admire. Um, is there another company in the space that you think is having a massive impact? Hmm. Um, so I'm going to choose one of my competitors uh, just to give them, you know, thumbs up. Uh, and I think that they're doing very interesting. Bold move. Uh, and, and this is Definity. Uh, so Definity is a platform that I'm keeping a very close uh, eye on uh, due to several reasons. Uh, one of them is that I think their idea of targeting the enterprise 
is, is a good idea. <laughs> and they're a competitor because we do this as well. Uh, we do think that the interesting uh, customer today uh, is the enterprise customer. Uh, and just like us, they, they believe that the public blockchain is, is the way to go about it. Um, this is an, something that I don't see many other uh, projects doing. Uh, so this is definitely a project to keep an eye on. Yeah, you're 100% right. And we have not heard that much around this podcast. But Definity is one of these projects I've had my eye on for a couple of years. And it's definitely one of the most anticipated mainnet launches of 2020. Mm -hmm. Hopefully they get there. Uh, what they're doing is extremely complicated, and I will not be upset whatsoever if they need to take their time. And lastly, uh, if this is the first podcast that someone getting into the space heard, what would you want them to know? Whew. What would I what would I want them to know if they were just getting into the space? Um, well, first of all, don't buy into the hype. Um, you know, usually the people who buy into the hype are the people who lose their money. Um, and, and many people go into the space, you know, with dollar signs uh, in their eyes and, and they just think, oh, I'm going to get rich uh, and I'm frustrated from, you know, the economy. And I think that, you know, this is the new economy and I want to be part of it. And I like, you know, this notion a lot, but many times these people are a little bit preyed upon. Uh, so always think that, you know, most of the value in life is a zero-sum game, uh, and you just have to be on, on the good side of it. And usually when you're the new guy around, then you're going to be on the bad side. Uh, so don't buy into the hype. Uh, try to find the real value and try to think, you know, where you are, um, when, where you found something before the majority of the, of the other people uh, around you. And I think that Bitcoin is actually a very good example because Bitcoin is something that, you know, even people who come into the space today and Bitcoin is definitely not something that is new. Actually, Bitcoin is very new because the number of people that are really exposed to Bitcoin in the world is very, very small still. And if you're one of those people today, you're still very, very much before many of the other people in the world. Uh, so this is, you know, something that I would say is pretty solid to do um, and something that is, you know, I'm a big believer in as well. Well said. Tal, thank you so much for spending your time with us and the good citizens of Crypt Nation. We definitely look forward to talking to you again really soon. Thank you, guys. Thank you for having me. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.